Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This week on It Starts With Attraction. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about body image, body weight, and some different metrics that go into body weight that I think are actually more important to focus on than the actual number on the scale. I'm also going to talk in this episode about how when you focus too much of the number on the scale, it's likely going to end up leading you to do unhealthy behaviors that are actually going to hurt what you're probably trying to accomplish in the long run, which is ultimately to be healthier. We're going to dive into those things in this episode. There's a process to falling in love, and it starts with attraction. Join Kimberly Beam Holmes and her special guests as they discuss how to become the most attractive you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as we refer to it, working on your pies. We'll teach you how to have better relationships and become more attractive to others, and maybe more importantly, to yourself. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. Over the past couple of years, I've shared in several episodes of this podcast different parts of my personal journey and some of my personal struggles. I shared early on in recording these podcasts that I have struggled since I was a young teenager with disordered eating, with body image issues, and the sorts. And that is a behavior that while it is not like what it used to be when I was a freshman in high school, sophomore in high school, where I was really struggling with that, it's not as unhealthy as it was then. But those that mindset of wanting to chase a certain weight or look a certain way, I wish I could say has gone away, but it hasn't. And I think that society keeps a lot of women stuck in this mindset and in this pattern. And I believe they do for men as well. But I believe for men, it may not necessarily be a number on a scale, but perhaps a, a, a physical posture that a man has or a certain size of shoulders or biceps or different things that men tend to look at when they're comparing themselves to other men. And either way, when there's an unhealthy focus on a certain metric, that may or may not be the healthiest metric to focus on, it can lead to some unhealthy behaviors. Here's what I mean by that. For the past 20 years of my life, as much as I regret the words about to come out of my mouth, for the last 20 years of my life, I really have been trying to chase a number on a scale and wanting it to be a certain number. And unfortunately, many times in my life, when I have focused too much on that number, I end up doing some unhealthy behaviors to try and get me to the number that I want it to be. And so this typically for me represents itself or manifests itself by when I weigh myself and I weigh more than I want it to weigh, then I'll typically begin to restrict my calories and or increase my exercise. But it's typically going to be a combination of both. And as I restrict those calories, there might be days where I restrict them way too much. 
And there might be days where because I haven't been eating enough because I've been restricting them too much, I end up eating or I end up eating more than I should have, which here's what that does in my own brain. I'm telling myself when I can't get to that number on the scale, I'm not good enough. I need to do something to be good enough. And then on the days when I'm able to restrict my calories enough, it's kind of like I end that day saying, today I was good enough. This is not a healthy mindset, by the way. And then on the days when, because maybe I have restricted myself too much, when I overindulge on that day or eat more calories than I was supposed to, then that is where the mental just meltdown begins of saying, you're not good enough. You're never going to be able to do this right. And my self-worth begins at those days to plummet. And it begins this really negative cycle. If you haven't yet, go and listen to an episode I had last year where I had Amanda Nybert on. And we talked about this exact concept and how so many times when people seek to lose weight, they end up in this yo-yo dieting cycle where they're able to stay on a certain diet plan or calorie restriction for an amount of time. They're able to begin to see some progress, but then because of how either just over-restrictive the calories are or that the diet is, they just end up going right back into old habits and many times gaining more weight than they had even lost because they end up going overboard. When we think about this just physiologically, neurologically, the way our brains work, when we restrict ourselves from something and we fear that we may never get it again, when there's an opportunity to indulge or to eat, we, our brains in some ways are saying, this is your chance. Like you may not be able to eat again. And so now is the time to do this. I remember when my husband was in the army and there was a a period of about three to four weeks where he, they were out doing training and they were very hungry. There were days on end, one of those weeks that uh, they didn't have any food. And if they were wanted to eat, they had to find and kill their own food in the woods. I would probably just do a seven-day water fast in that that kind of scenario. But there was a real psychological response of the men and women coming out of that kind of training when they got to food. I mean, their bodies had been so starved and so deprived from the nutrients that they needed that, of course, there it was like there was no stop button. There was no reins to pull back on. It they their body was reacting in a way of, it is my time to hoard because I don't know when I might get this again. Okay, so what does all of this mean for what we're talking about today? Here's what it means. A lot of us are stuck in these kinds of cycles, whether it's more emotionally based, it's where it's coming like me from a past where you felt like in order to be loved or to be noticed or to get the really cute guy in second period's attention in ninth grade that you just needed to be as skinny as all the other girls. Maybe it's that emotional base that it's coming from. Or maybe it's something completely different, more logical, where you're saying, you know what, I do need to be healthier. And I've been chasing this number on a scale, but I feel like what you're saying, Kimberly, I feel like I just keep going through these yo-yo cycles and I try something and it works. And then I end up falling off the wagon and I'm right back to where I began. Here's where I have had a major breakthrough over the past couple of months. So going through last fall into the beginning of this year, I was kind of, I was in a space where I 
I was training a lot. I was actually training to do a fitness competition. And so I was incredibly hungry, hungrier than I've been in a long time. And so I was eating a lot to to just be able to continue to train at the amount that I was training. And over that period of time, I kept stepping on the scale and realizing like, I have gained weight. Why have I gained so much weight? And I began to feel worse and worse about myself because it felt like everything I did didn't make anything better. It was just making things worse. I would try a new kind of diet or I would try to restrict my calories and the number on the scale wasn't going down. And I became incredibly frustrated and actually got to the point where I would start looking in the mirror and just focusing on all of the things that I wished looked different. And I really began to not like my body during this time. And it wasn't until I did this thing called a DEXA scan. So a DEXA scan is a very state-of-the-art, it's very accurate and correct. It is very accurate and correct in its ability to be able to determine body fat percent, muscle mass, bone density, because it is a medical-grade type of test that you get. If you ever want to get a DEXA scan, it can be a great way to understand your actual body composition. And it's something that you could do every year, every couple of years to just notate the changes in your body composition over time as you work out, as you eat healthier, as you do things to begin to intentionally change your body composition. It's also super helpful to do a body a DEXA scan as you age because it helps you to understand the bone density in your body and can help you understand if you're at risk for osteoporosis, which of course I'm way too young for that now, but still it's important to be thinking about the things that I am going to need to endure and and face when I'm 60, 70, and 80 years old and begin to prepare for those now. So I went in, I got this DEXA scan and literally the week going going up to get this DEXA scan, I was like, I've got to eat healthy. I've got to eat even healthier because this week it's going to show me the truth of everything. Like what I did in that week would matter. There's no way it was it would make a difference on what that DEXA scan said. So I went and I did the DEXA scan and I got my report. And remember, like I had been struggling for a couple of months with just not feeling good about myself or my body. And I got this printout of the DEXA scan and it showed me my body fat percent. It showed me my muscle mass. It showed me all of those things. But what was more important for me is then it also showed me where I fell in in line with those results, like what those results meant for me and for my body. And what I realized was the DEXA scan results were like, you are healthy. You're at a great weight. You, your body has a lot of muscle on it and it has a a normal and healthy amount of fat for a woman in your age. And I remember coming home to my husband that day and I said, I've been spending months just not appreciating my body at all, focusing on the things that I wished would change about it. But when I look at the data, I should love my body. My body is healthy. The things that I've been doing are actually aiding my body to be the healthiest that it can be. But my mindset, because I was looking at the wrong number, my mindset was I'm doing everything wrong and I hate my body. 
But in the reality, even though my weight was higher than it may be has ever been, my body is healthier in many ways than it has ever been. And it was in that day, my mind shift completely changed. And I realized I've been focusing on the wrong thing. My husband went through a similar type of situation like this, but had a but in very different ways. So for the past several years for him, and and I hope to have him on my podcast soon to talk about his journey with what it has been like on the on the man's side of this. But he's really been focusing on a certain amount of of bicep uh pump, I guess is what guys call it, like how big his bicep is and wanting to have these really big muscles and and doing all of these things, not necessarily healthy things to get his muscles to be bigger, but things that would just get that muscle to be what he wanted it to be. And yeah, he would focus like on weight and stuff like that, but he was really just focusing on aesthetics more than health. And it wasn't for him until recently that he went through a complete change with this as well to where he began to realize the things that I've been doing just to aesthetically look better aren't actually helping me be healthier on the inside. And so he's gone the exact opposite way where he won't step on a scale anymore. He doesn't want to know his weight because he says, I'm doing the things I know are healthy. He's at this point been on a whole 30. Both of us have for the past 26 days. He's been working out more. He said, I know I'm doing all the things that I should do. And the last thing I want is to step on a scale and to feel like it's not the number I want it to be when the behaviors that I'm doing are all of the things that I should be doing. So I don't need the number on the scale. It doesn't matter because these other things I'm doing are enough for me to know that I am focusing on the things I need to focus on. And I believe that's the key. Now, some of you may be listening to this and thinking, but I really am struggling with my weight. I really do need to focus on it. My encouragement and challenge to you would be, is it really your weight that matters? Or is it losing a certain amount of body fat? Is it gaining a certain amount of muscle? And a lot of times we don't even think about the muscle part of it. But over the past year, with the research that I've been doing, the studies I've been doing, it is so clear that muscle is so important for us to have as we age. It helps our health span and lifespan. Our health span being how healthy and and able we are to do the things right now in our day-to-day life and lifespan being the ability to live long, to have that longevity, and still be able to do the things that we would want to do health span-wise, even as we age. And muscle is a huge component of indicating how healthy a person ages. Muscle and having a, a good amount of muscle in your 30s and 40s, we know that it will begin to go away. It will begin to deteriorate for lack of a better word, over time after our 30s and 40s. And so really focusing on maximizing in the healthiest way the amount of muscle we have as women and as men in 20s, 30s, and 40s is so important in being able to age well. And even if you're listening and you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 
It is never too late to start doing things that will build muscle. There is nothing better for preventing falls, for being able to recover from injuries, especially as we age, and from just being able to balance and have stability and all of those things that help us to stay healthy as we get older than doing strength training types of exercises, any kind of weight-bearing exercise. We also know that that is a protective factor against osteoporosis. Our bone density is helped and more healthy when we actually carry heavy things and do that type of muscle training. And so the big shift that's happened for me, as I said, over the past couple of weeks since I had that DEXA scan has really been not looking at the number on the scale. Because the number on the scale doesn't tell an accurate story. It doesn't tell a full picture of the behaviors that I'm doing, of the workouts that I'm doing, of the healthy ways that I'm currently feeding my body. And y'all, I've been through my share over the past 20 years of struggling with this. And I'm just now realizing, <laughs> crazy, thankful that, I'm, that I am realizing it, hoping that something like this can help any of you who may be stuck in this mental rut or mental rut. But I'm just now realizing it's not the weight that matters. It's really not. It's about treating our bodies as a temple and realizing that if we have the behaviors in our lives that are sustaining a healthy lifestyle, that that matters more than the number on the scale. Now, yes, I still believe, and I'm a huge proponent, that it is important to do the things that help our bodies to be healthy, to lose fat, to gain muscle. And you should probably work with a registered dietitian, a personal trainer in your area, or, or something like that, if that is something that you're wanting to focus on. We know, I know, here's a, a belief that I used to have that has dramatically changed over the past year. I used to say that nutrition was 80% of health and exercise was that other 20%. And then I began to say that exercise, that sleep was, a, was the foundation that both of those have to stay on, which I fully still believe. But other than sleep being the, the foundation of a good health life, I would say it's 50% exercise and 50% nutrition. It is so clear from the research that exercise is the number one intervention that people can utilize to decrease their risk of heart-related death, of all-cause mortality, as they call it, of cancer, of all of those things. Exercise has been the most studied and the number one indicator of how people can decrease the likelihood of those types of things happening. Now, how you exercise and what that looks like, we won't get into that on this episode, but it is incredibly important. And then being able to support your body nutritionally in those ways is the next thing that follows that. I was just listening to a training the other day where, I mean, they were even debating some saying, you know, there's some truth to the fact that if you're exercising enough, you could eat complete crap food and your body's going to figure out how to utilize it. And this was really people like thinking about Tour de France Olympic swimmers, those kinds of people that are eating six to 8,000 calories a day. 
those that's what they were talking about. I still believe it's important to eat healthy foods, to eat whole foods that we know our bodies are going to respond to and not junk food, not things filled with chemicals, of course. But we have underemphasized the importance of exercise. So what are my key takeaways from you? What are my key takeaways for you from today's episode? If nothing else, here's what I hope that you hear. Your body is beautifully and wonderfully made. And when we begin to realize that our body really is a temple, that it is something that is set apart, that we are to take care of because life can come from it, from the way we treat other people to the way we even treat ourselves. That's what it means for our body to be a temple, holy and consecrated, something special and important that we are to love and that we are to care for. And so when we begin to focus on the wrong metrics, like just the weight on a scale, it can lead us to do unhealthy behaviors like overly restricting our food or or spending way too much time just running on a treadmill for hours on end while also overly restricting our food, which is going to hurt us overall. Ideally, what we want is to be adequately nourished and adequately trained. We want to be able to meet the demands of life and love our bodies while doing it. So don't just focus on that number on the scale. Get more specific into what it is that you may need to do to be a more healthy and feel more healthy in your body for your age and situation in life. And instead of just making it about weight, focus on maybe making it about exercise. I want to be able to run a mile. I want to be able to walk a mile. Focus on a new goal that will help you get there. Focus on maybe I want to lose some fat. Guess what? If you're going to lose fat, it's going to need to include exercise to some degree. But when we just focus on wanting to lose weight, what we tend to do is just restrict, restrict, restrict. And then we get to a point where we feel like we can't handle it anymore. And we continue on the yo-yo cycle when we're not even focusing on the right behaviors to begin with. So focus on the right behaviors that you can begin to incorporate in your day-to-day life that will help you to feel the best that you can in your body with the energy that you need for your age and situation in life. Because that is physical attraction. Share this episode with a friend who needs it. And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to the show. It is the best way that you can support this show at absolutely no cost. Until next week, stay strong.